chapter twenty two part two of angels of the battlefield this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. angels of the battlefield by george barton labors in the west part two on the tenth of march eighteen sixty three an incident occurred in mulligan's irish brigade which while not dealing with the labors of the sisters was of such an unusual character as to deserve mention it was the presentation of a purse to rev thaddeus j butler d d the chaplain by the protestant members of the regiment the following address accompanied the purse reverend and dear sir we the undersigned protestant members of the twenty-third regiment illinois volunteers and o'rourke battery attached thereto have learned with deep and sincere regret of your intention to leave us from our long and happy association with you and the many kindnesses we have experienced at your hands we cannot permit you to depart without expressing to you the heartfelt sentiments we feel toward you the earnestness zeal and untiring energy you have displayed for the welfare of all connected with the regiment the kindly and deep solicitude and manly courtesy which at all times we have experienced at your hands your sterling worth so nobly tried in the hour of danger have won for you all our hearts and gained your admiration and respect in parting with you we feel that we have lost a dear and valued friend a good counsellor and a christian gentleman and we assure you carry with you our sincere wishes for your welfare wherever your duty may call you wishing you a kind farewell and that god may bless you we remain the signatures followed this colonel mulligan presented the purse in the presence of the officers and orderly sergeants of the regiment and in doing so said reverend and dear sir our gallant brigade desires me to present you as an earnest of their respect and affection the accompanying purse to us all in every situation you have proved yourself the devoted friend and the exemplary priest our hearts are with you one of the soldiers writing to the freeman's journal of this remarkable event says when the protestants of our regiment address words of so much affection and attachment to our beloved chaplain how are the catholics his own co-religionists for whom he has labored zealously and devotedly to testify their sorrow at his departure from them words can but inadequately do so our separated brethren proved in a substantial manner the sincerity of their declaration by contributing liberally to the purse which was donated to him they worked upon our rustic church as eagerly as those for whose benefit it was constructed the amiable captain simison an ardent admirer of dr butler superintended the work our late worthy and accomplished chaplain was necessitated to return to his own congregation at chicago which had been bereft of his ministry general kelly with his staff came from cumberland to bid him farewell the general held him in esteem and regretted his departure last evening the reverend doctor passed through the quarters and bade good-bye to the several companies afterward the men assembled at the depot being anxious to obtain the last glimpse of him lines were formed by the men between which he passed on entering the train hands were extended on both sides half of which he could not grasp after entering the carriage and when it was in motion many others shook hands with him the enlivening airs of Aaron were played by the band. Captain Gleason called for three cheers for Dr. Butler, which were responded to with deafening plaudits. Colonel Mulligan came on the train from Cumberland, and with many of the officers accompanied the doctor a short distance from the station. 
dr butler organized a temperance society here last fall being painfully sensible of the baneful effects of intemperance the predominating sin of our race he administered the pledge to almost four hundred of the men although it has not eradicated the vice it has checked it in great measure many of the officers set the good example by joining the movement the colonel is president of the society the lieutenant colonel is vice-president father butler did not pledge them for life only during the term of their enlistment while they were under his spiritual care lieutenant nugent invited the reverend doctor and most of the officers to supper last evening where a bounteous table was spread for them and good cheer prevailed it is in order to state here that on the twentieth of december eighteen sixty one mr arnold rising in his seat in the house of representatives at washington introduced a joint resolution giving the thanks of congress to colonel james a mulligan and the officers and men under his command for the heroic defence of lexington missouri which was read a first and second time the joint resolution was as follows resolved by the senate and house of representatives that the thanks of congress be extended to colonel james a mulligan and the gallant officers and soldiers under his command who bravely stood by him against a greatly superior force in his heroic defense of lexington missouri resolved that the twenty-third regiment of illinois volunteers the irish brigade in testimony of their gallantry on that occasion are authorized to bear on their colors the word lexington resolved that the secretary of war be requested to communicate these resolutions to colonel mulligan and his officers and soldiers the joint resolution was ordered to be engrossed and read a third time and being engrossed it was accordingly read a third time and passed reverend william walsh of jefferson city was a sincere friend of the sisters during their abode in the hospital and they remember him with lively gratitude on new year's day eighteen sixty two they made their renewal of vows in the church they also derived much comfort and support from the many kind and encouraging letters they received from their superior reverend mother francis the warmest sympathies of this noble-hearted woman were aroused for her children working in a cause so dear and sacred she visited them during the fall and frequently sent them contributions provisions and delicacies for their soldiers these soon became so numerous that two more sisters and several elderly women and young girls were sent to their aid an additional hospital was required and a building formerly used as a seminary was devoted to that purpose the assistants of the sisters wore a uniform of gray and as all went to mass every morning when hospital duties permitted the procession of the black and gray-robed maidens looked rather solemn except in the case of catholics the ministrations of the sisters were confined to the bodily ills of the sick they rarely touched on religious subjects save when the patient desired it on one occasion they found a dying man whom they believed to be a catholic the sisters who attended him asked him to what church he belonged he looked cautiously around the ward and whispered i am ashamed to tell but said she you should not belong to a church of which you are ashamed the poor man then acknowledged that he was a catholic though through human respect he had concealed it until then the sister spoke words of advice and encouragement to the poor man a brave soldier of earth an indifferent soldier of christ and had the consolation of inducing him to receive the sacraments his death took place soon after and his fellow-soldiers having arrayed him in his uniform placed upon his bosom the crucifix which the sister had given him 
this act of reverence in men who seldom gave religion a thought surprised and pleased the sisters not a little they remained in charge of the jefferson city hospital until april eighteen sixty two when the army having been ordered to another division their services were no longer required they therefore made preparations to return to chicago the night before the day appointed for their departure they were much surprised by receiving a serenade from the military band next morning father welsh said mass in the hospital the sisters then bade good-bye to the few soldiers who remained and the poor fellows were very much affected at the parting when the sisters reached st louis they were waited on by mr yateman sanitary commissioner who requested them to take charge of the hospital department of the steamboat empress then about to start for the battlefield of shiloh in order to transfer the wounded to places where they could receive proper care many of the sick and wounded were on the battlefield sheltered only by tents and deprived of almost every comfort when the necessary permission from home was obtained the sisters went aboard the empress bound for pittsburgh landing which they reached on palm sunday they had been anxious to reach it that day hoping to be in time for mass but they were surprised and disappointed to find that instead of being a town or village pittsburgh landing consisted of only one house a log cabin in which there was no prospect of hearing mass they went ashore at once to visit the sick and wounded of both armies who were in separate tents and distributed to the poor men some refreshments which were most gratefully received next day the empress laden with sick and wounded started for keokuk iowa there were over three hundred sufferers aboard and the sisters were occupied from early morning till midnight waiting on them and endeavoring to soothe their depressed spirits the empress reached keokuk on holy saturday april sixteenth eighteen sixty two the removal of the sick to the hospital began at once and occupied two days during which time the sisters were engaged in doing everything possible to ease the pains of their patients on easter sunday they had the happiness of hearing mass and receiving the sacraments the sisters of notre dame who were present at mass awaited the sisters of mercy at the church doors and knowing they were fasting invited them to come to their convent to breakfast much as the sisters appreciated their kindness they were obliged to decline as they had to return as quickly as possible to their sick on the hospital boat in the evening the visitation nuns sent a message to invite the sisters of mercy to dine at their convent this invitation was accepted as the sick and wounded had had their wounds dressed and were made as comfortable as possible at the visitation convent they received much kindness and had the happiness of being present at benediction at mound city the holy cross sisters under mother angela gillespie showed much kindness to the sisters of mercy next day the empress returned from pittsburgh landing for another cargo of the sick who were conveyed to st louis the boat made many voyages of this kind the sisters strove to get delicacies of all sorts for the sick wherever they landed and in distributing these there were scenes at once amusing and touching the men would gather around the sisters like big children holding out their piece of bread and begging for just one little bit of jam the sisters not having the heart to refuse any one would give away all they had trusting to kind providence to send them more the empress also made a voyage to louisville where the sisters placed under proper care the last cargo of the sick and wounded from the terrible battle of shiloh the end of may eighteen sixty two concluded five weeks service on the hospital boat 
to this day the sisters of mercy express gratitude for the kindness and almost reverential courtesy they experienced during their stay with the invalid soldiers accustomed to a life of seclusion and tranquillity they did not venture on this undertaking without nerving themselves to encounter much that might be repugnant to their nature and profession but none of their gloomy anticipations were realized they always felt that they owed a special tribute to the brave men of both armies for the deference and courtesy they invariably received from confederate and federal alike the soldiers under their care showed them a childlike docility and respect and never was a word uttered in their presence by a warrior of either side that could offend the most delicate ear if writes one of the survivors of the nursing band the man who knows how to treat a woman with respect is himself worthy of respect then all honor to the soldiers of the war north and south end of chapter twenty two part two